0: Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast, an unofficial Sex and the City podcast, hosted by Joe Daniel Montelongo and Paige Clarno. Welcome, everybody. How y'all doing today? Me and Paige are having a lot of fun here recording in this awesome studio apartment, center of downtown Reno, great view, shitty weather. But you know what? I'm still in shorts and I'm feeling fine. Paige, how are you feeling today?
1: I'm doing all right today. I'm ready to get started. I'm super excited.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Well, we have a couple of things before we get started. One, I do want to make it very, very clear because I had to listen to the, our first episode various times and I recognize that I said the incorrect title of our podcast. Oops. It is I Couldn't Help a Podcast and not I Couldn't Help a Wonder Podcast. There's a joke there and someone's going to snatch it up eventually, but you know what? <laughs> I Couldn't Help a Podcast is the official title. Whoops, sorry, my bad.
1: <laughs> Perfect.
0: Perfect. We also have relationship updates from the last episode that we have. My update, still killing it. It's about to celebrate nine months. It's kind of cool, kind of legit. Shout out to my boyfriend. Paige. <laughs>
1: I am single again. Oh How my exciting! God. So, yeah, as it turns out from the last podcast when he said that there weren't a lot of great men out there, he was including himself. <laughs> so, so I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> and I've actually, I've deleted all of my dating profiles. <gasps> even Bumblebee? Even Bumble. I'm not feeling the people who are actually doing the online dating.
0: Gotcha. So
1: I just... It's not my crowd, so I guess I'll just show Mance it up for a while. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> so if you're listening and you want a hot date with Paige, call 775. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. You have our Twitter. You have our email. Holler at your girl, Paige. There you go. <laughs> and actually, what was so funny is when we got together to start watching the episodes that we're going to be talking about today... Paige was actually so excited. She like sat down on the couch. She's like, "I've been looking so forward to this. I'm so single." <laughs> it's true. So we just had a blast talking shit, taking names, and making sure that you guys get the most mediocre podcast available to you. <laughs> That's what I'm about. Set expectations high, do not deliver, and then just tell people how great I am, no matter what.
1: That sounds like my sex life. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Jokes! <laughs> anyway.
0: That was our stand-up corner. Thank you very much. Right.
1: Jokes and Remember, later. she's still
0: single. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Let's totally jump right into this. So we are watching um, two episodes this time around. So this is season one, episode two, Models and Mortals. So in this, Carrie poses the question, why do men prefer models? I don't know how they have the option, but whatever. <laughs> like... <laughs>
0: That's yeah, cool like, um, We're not in New York We don't just have models walking around We don't have enough models to warrant someone having their own actual crisis about models
1: Right We have bartenders that are hot enough to be models, which is weird We also
0: have Instagram models and like, True Unless you're like being sponsored, that doesn't really count for anything Truth So how this episode starts out is Miranda, our famous, lovely and beautiful and totally gay cynthia nixon gets invited to a dinner party by a man whose name i don't remember it's not important it's not important because he's a garbage stickhead garbage fucker and um at the dinner they are going around talking having conversation and the question that they have up to like break the ice or get everyone talking is what old hollywood star would you like to fuck and there's some very interesting answers. Someone picked Sean Connery, and I guess, like, people really like him. Paige, who would it be for you? Ooh, that's a good question. Probably Clark Gable. Oh, shit. Okay. Clark Gable
1: can get it. Um, what would yours be?
0: Does Eartha Kit count? Is totally. she 100 poly-
1: oh, yeah. counts.
0: Perfect. Eartha Kit, holler at your boy. I need to
1: change my answer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that raspy voice, them mm-hmm. songs. Yes. She was also Catwoman, and like Catwoman is like my point. Mm. Perfect. <laughs> she can get it.
1: Love it. And I love this question too. Like, why do we not have interesting dinner parties like this anymore as a society? No one has invited me over to dinner my whole life. I think. <laughs> Like, no one has dinner parties like this anymore. Can we bring them back? That's my question. Someone invite me to dinner.
0: (laughs) So if you guys are having a dinner, all you have to do is reach out. we (laughs) swear on Chanel on Twitter. Invite me and Paige. We'll be there. We'll bring the tequila if it's trying to be trashy. Or if we're trying to make it civilized, we'll bring the wine. And we'll show up with... Tons of fun questions to ask the dinner table. Like, what old Hollywood star would you fuck?
1: Exactly. Perf. (laughs)
0: Um, And as they're going around, they're talking, they're saying that Miranda is, like, the best girl that the guy has ever brought around because she can carry on a conversation. She's fun to be around. And it turns out that the guy is a modelizer. All he does is bring models around. He only dates models.
1: And that's... I don't really understand, again, because we don't live in a place where it's like that's an option, model or not model. So it's so weird. Um, And they kind of say to her they're glad that she can carry a conversation that she's not a model because all models are stupid. And I'm like, okay, hashtag not all models. Like, (laughs) Like, no offense, but, like, Tyra Banks has created an empire for herself. Clearly she is more than just a pretty face. I don't know about the rest of them, but Tyra can bring it. But,
0: I don't know about the rest of them, but at least Tyra. At, the,
1: at least Tyra can bring it. She's She's got this. Um, and so they, they keep on saying that men are modelizers, and modelizers are worse than womanizers. And I'm kind of like, why? Because they have better taste? <laughs> like, I mean... No offense, but they're still doing the same things. They're just doing them to prettier girls. Like, there's no real difference. Like, that's lame.
0: I mean, that's actually better, because then, like, for us normal people, we don't have to put up with those garbage people. They'll just go after the pretty people, and then we'll just deal with people who are, like, smart.
1: That have dinner parties, where they ask interesting questions. That have
0: dinner parties.
1: (laughs) Perfect. Um, And so they say that... There's just this impossible standard of beauty at the time, you know, with the models and everything. And I'm like, God, bitch, this was before Photoshop.
0: Like, I can't imagine what the conversation would be like now if they... Because at this point in the show, all four girls are sitting around and Miranda is talking to the gals about the fact that, that the dinner party situation went down. They're talking about modelizers. And then how are we supposed to live up to these impossible standards of beauty... And I'm just like, yo, listen, that shit was also in the 90s. Everyone looked busted. These people were not cute.
1: That's true. They are wearing
0: the worst things. They had the ugliest, like, when you go into, like, super cuts, and then they have those, like, old-ass books. <laughs> like, look at the hottest, trendiest haircuts. I'm like, bitch, from when? These are ugly. They all had all those haircuts. Yeah. And they were fucking ugly. They were Calvin Klein, heroin chic. Ew. Yeah. Disgusting. Terrible. And... Like Paige was saying, like, dude, that was before Photoshop.
1: Right? I mean, of course now we all are models. Like, the, I, can, I have Photoshop on my phone. I've got other stuff that's basically as good as Photoshop on my phone. Like, there is no picture that goes out of me <laughs> <laughs> that isn't, like, 30 pounds lighter in the face. Like, it's not even funny. Like, I everybody edits the
0: absolute living crap out of their photos. I just go on Snapchat, and I use their cute animal filters, and that's literally all the past selfies of me on Instagram. If it's just me by myself, it's me and the dog filter. <laughs> me and the dog filter, or me and the deer filter, because that narrows down my face a little bit. I have really great cheekbones in it. True. And that's all I have to focus. And then I can get away with it, because I'm like, ha, huh, look, I'm being cute. You're so cute. <laughs> I'm, like, being vain, but, like... Backdoor vein. Oh, backdoor vein. Backdoor vein. Ah. That's the title of my first autobiography. I
1: love love it. Um, so yes, the girls are going around and they're talking about what they hate of themselves. Sarah Jessica Parker says she hates her nose. And, um, I think Miranda says she hates her chin or something like that. And then they all stop and they look at Samantha. Like they expect her to, to say something that she doesn't like about herself. And that's garbage. Like, we, as women, should be building each other up and not being like, your turn to say what you fucking hate about yourself. That's messed up. Do guys do this?
0: Um, no. <laughs> that, well, from my experience, the guys that I've hung out with, the guys are kind of, like, nice about it. So one guy would bring up something he doesn't like about himself, and the other guy would be like, nah, bro, like, you're totally fine, or if you don't like this about yourself, let's go to the gym together. And that's really, like, like really helpful.
1: Yeah, see, that's something that women need to embody more. That's ridiculous that they're like, oh, find something that you hate about yourself. No,
0: screw you, I'm fabulous. At least after Photoshop. <laughs> and it's like, if we were talking about it, how we how we saw that back in 2004, 2006? Mm-hmm. In Mean Girls, where the plastics are staring for themselves in the mirror. One of them's like, oh, my pores are huge. My nail beds suck. I have shoulders like a man. And then they look at Lindsay Lohan's character, Katie, and they're like...
1: Hello. Okay,
0: it's your turn. <laughs> yeah. We all just brought up stuff that we don't like about ourselves. Like, obviously expecting her to, one, have insecurities about herself, and two, just to put her insecurities on blast.
1: Like, yeah. You guys are
0: strangers. It also, is. bitches.
1: They're, yeah, it's total crap. And, you know, they don't have really fantastic opinions about men either. Uh, they say that there's two types of guys the models do when they're being interviewed. Um, They say there's slime balls that want to get laid, or ones that just fall for you instantly. And when we first watched this, I was like, that's garbage. Like, there's definitely more guys out there that are more interesting, or that's not... Like, it's not one or the other. Like, that's total bullshit. And I just didn't like them putting men into those two categories. But
0: we are also mortals and not models, So we're talking about average guys that go after us. (laughs) And maybe they're the smarter ones. They're the ones with more personality. But these models are talking about the two types of guys that they encounter. So maybe we each need to become models and see if that's true. Done. If any models are listening, obviously we're going to practice this social experiment and see if there's two types of guys who hit on (laughs) models. But if you are a model, let us know. Is it true? Slime balls are instant lovers, yeah. Lu- romanticizers, romancers. Yeah, Just
1: fall for instantly type guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, is that yes. a problem? Um, it is if you're not attracted to them.
0: And they're just like, let me give you my whole world.
1: Because they're, yeah, there was a short, short story. There was like a guy who came on super, super strong. Like he badgered me to the point where I was like, fine, um, come to the show that I'm going to be at and you know i will give you my comp or whatever but like i'm not free otherwise <laughs> and and he came and he was a freaking creeper the whole time i could like see him out of the, the corner of my eye watching me he sort of like 50 percent catfished me like because he looked nothing like his pictures like you could tell it was the same person but it was like buddy <laughs> like like did you just immediately go straight for the meth as soon as <laughs> as soon as those pictures were taken? Like it was just a touch of the meth happening. And and I it freaked me out so bad that that's when I deleted all of my dating apps.
0: Oh shit, so that was fairly recent.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Oh man. Have you ever used like a dating website or a dating app to get people to come to your shows?
1: Uh, I know somebody <laughs> who does. <laughs> And no, I've never done that. It never occurred to me until our dear friend said that that's what <laughs> she does. <laughs> but I might start. Who knows? If I if I come back on, I'll totally do that. I do that. <laughs> do I
0: don't do that anymore. I started dating my current boyfriend just because I deleted all dating profiles. But before, even when I, I think I started when I started with the utility players, mm. utility players every Saturday night. 730 at the sands go watch them but yeah i would invite people to the utility portion. i'm like i'm gonna be working at this show it's super cool like i'm usually really busy so if you want to get to meet me or like come holler at your boy come to the show and you know what i'm so sorry i'm all out of comp so you're gonna have to pay for (laughs) it and it works all the time people are always like cool yeah i'll be there and then they don't want to show up alone just in case anything happens, so they bring a friend, and that's profit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that is how you do it.
1: Yeah, fair. I I don't know that. Like, I would just feel shitty about it, but at the same time, if that's literally the only time that I have, and that's literally the only time I have sometimes is where I'm like, yeah, I'm working box office the utility players. That's where you'll find me on Saturday nights. Otherwise, sorry, buddy. I am I, got plans with Ben and Jerry. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we got off on a tangent. Um, so, yeah, so there is a, a character in this, Barkley, I think yes. his name was, um, who's an artist. And, like, he puts off, like, Carrie talks about him, and it's just ridiculous. Like, basically what she's saying is that he has the artistic temperament, but really what that means is he's just a complete asshole, Completely and he can get away with it.
0: Completely fucking dickbag. Yeah. And the best part about him that I, like, saw was not only was he an asshole, Carrie approaches him saying, like, oh, all these modelizers just think of models as things. Like, not even real people. And he's like, they are things. They're beautiful things. And I was like, fucking artist, shut up. (laughs) Oh, my God. They're people first and then artists second. And he also has sex with models because, obviously, like, He's an attractive guy and an artist, so people are going to want to sleep with him. He records himself having sex with these models. Like, that's his new form of art. And he kind of brushes it
1: aside when she says, do they know that they're being recorded? And he's like, meh, maybe. Like, legitimately, these people don't know that they're being recorded. And that's super messed up, especially in this day and age.
0: Also illegal.
1: (laughs) Yeah, also illegal. I mean, no one's going to, like, rifle through his videotapes, like... But he did kind of allude to the fact that it is going to become an art piece of his, which is illegal.
0: (laughs) Which is illegal. I want consent forms. Mm -hmm. I want written contracts. I want them to get a cut of the pay. But then him and Carrie just start watching all the videos. Carrie's super excited and into it. Like, oh, man, that's weird that you do this. But, like, I'm going to keep watching.
1: And that's something that I will absolutely say throughout this series, that I'm jealous of her male friendships. (laughs) Because they're just, there are this, there's just this level of like, no, we're we're not going to have sex, but I'm going to tell you all about my sex life. And we're just, we're just going to do it. And it's totally going to be fine. It's like when you get like, okay, with talking about your friends about poop. (laughs) (laughs) And you know that you've reached that like whole other level. And you're like, well, now we're closer friends because... You, you you've talked to me about poop, and I know about your poop. And you know I know your my poop, poop schedule. Right? I like I know it, and our <laughs> we have a couple of mutual friends that are hysterical about their poop. Like have poop offs where they will each go to the bathroom and see who can poop the fastest. Like they are unhinged with their poop love.
0: Have you ever heard of battle shits? No. I don't know if women play because I've never been in the restroom with women, but I had a couple of friends in high school, if we ever went out or anything together, they would play battle shits in their like restrooms where there's multiple stalls. Mm-hmm. They would poop like, at the same time, and they will try to have, like, the gruntiest, loudest,
1: splashiest poops. That is so a man thing. I cannot imagine a woman doing that.
0: That is the ultimate side of friendship. And
1: if there is a woman who wants to do that with me, I couldn't help but podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. So, anyway.
0: You were talking we're- about rifling through his tapes. Like... I'm pretty confident in myself and like, okay, not going to lie. I recorded myself doing some sexual things with a partner and like it was HD and I was really excited. (laughs) If I were to record myself on fucking VHS in really dim lighting, dude, I could not watch that and I would not want that to be shown to anyone. That is awful.
1: Fair. Yeah. I... I just know, like, I have the worst luck. Like, if I park in an expired meter for more than five minutes, I'm getting a ticket. If I'm going more than five above the limit, I'm getting a ticket. Like, I have bad luck. And so I know that at the second that I recorded absolutely anything that wasn't just a cleavage shot from me, it would go viral. It would be the thing that Andy Warhol says is your 15 minutes of fame, and I would be mortified.
0: That is fantastic. Sex for you, but also promote this podcast.
1: <laughs> I will. I will never um, get get to that. Like, I will never allow myself to be recorded in any state of undress. Mostly for just the benefit of everybody. <laughs> like, there's it's there's nothing pretty about that. Like right now, like even when I was at my, my skinniest, I would have been like, mm, no, that's okay. Like, and there's I. There has been a question about it, about me being recorded doing something, and I shut it down so fast. I was like, I will end this everything. Don't even joke about that anymore. Oh,
0: man. <laughs> That's how serious I am about it. Do you think you could watch yourself having sex? Because like I've noticed that in this beautiful apartment, right next to your bed, there's just an entire wall of mirror.
1: It's mm, so, like is.
0: that could be fun. That could be interesting. You don't have to record yourself doing it, but do you think you could be comfortable watching yourself having sex with someone or someone's?
1: I am when it comes to sex. I am very much more about the sensation rather than what it looks like. Okay. Um. So <laughs> my computer just just announced what time it was. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, no, I, I would, I mean, there's, there's, there have been times in, in the apartment. There's, I mean, it's, just, like you said, it's a whole wall. Like, it's legit, like, ridiculous, Liberace-style, like, <laughs> like, men freaking love it. Like, yeah, basically, the rule is, like, for my friends that live here as well, not in my apartment, but, like, in the building, like, the rule is you have to be basically willing to fuck a guy if you're going to invite him over because it's it's a studio apartment. It's like, oh, hey, we're hanging out on the couch, but we could easily be fucking in the bed. Like, it's not...
0: Let's just flip over on this couch instead of we're in the bed.
1: Yeah, like, basically, you don't even have to be that strong. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> just just flop on over to that side. And so it's, it's dangerous. It's a dangerous apartment. And then there's, like, you know, we're on... A pretty high floor There isn't any Specific building That can really see into But Having the windows open Feels like just exhibitionists enough Oh man Can I borrow
0: your apartment One day Can I house it
1: <laughs> Just cover everything in plastic <laughs> It's just be <being> a mess <laughs> But no I'm Yeah Long answer <laughs> But yeah No I don't think that that I would ever be recorded.
0: Good. I have a friend who is very much into aesthetics and very much into how something looks and, like, appearance-wise. And in their bedroom, they have three mirrors that are strategically placed so they can watch themselves having sex with people. And, like, they're, they're placed in, like, areas where you can look over from the bed and you can see yourself in one position, see yourself straight on, and see yourself from, like, the back. And like they all work with each other, so you have multiple like viewpoints of you having sex with someone.
1: That is a whole
0: other level. <laughs> that the like the planning that went into that yeah. is just astounding and I'm literally impressed. But also I'm like, yo, I cannot be doing that. That's <laughs> a lot of angles.
1: The, yeah, like I can't imagine any of them being flattering.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like it's just new no. Like I'm definitely not one of those people that has to have sex with like the lights off. But also I'm just like, if we could keep this like as nice looking as possible please don't use heavy lamps maybe like some (laughs) some candles that way there's like the flicker of the flame and then my shadows just get elongated and like shortened and you never know what's going on if
1: we could get spielberg in here to like direct it'd be great
0: (laughs) actually can i get the guy who directed the neon demon and drive because like he is all about aesthetics and that would be gorgeous
1: See, if I had somebody professional, then maybe I'd consider it.
0: (laughs) So my sex tape is going to be recorded by Rice Ifon Wants. Oh, that's good. That's that's, a good try. He's Swedish, (laughs) Russian. He has an accent. I don't know where he's from, but he's going to direct it.
1: (laughs) That's too funny.
0: He's going to be my Kris Jenner.
1: (laughs) Stop. Oh my god, let's Uh, stop getting off topic. Anyways, talking (laughs) about
0: guys who just immediately fall for you, we have a Skipper update. (laughs) Skipper. As you remember, Skipper from episode one was the guy who wanted to fall in love with someone really bad. And he decided that Miranda was going to be his girl. And Miranda's like, I don't need a man. I'm totally fine. You're bothering me. Quit bothering me. But every time he takes initiative, she's like, oh my god, this is everything I've ever wanted. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, the whole dominating type of thing. And yeah, he's just, he's so eager that she she doesn't want to deal with it. And he's eager in the way that he just fell for her instantly. So it really is like, it's a slime ball or they fall for you instantly. I'm like, shit, maybe those models are onto something.
0: Right? Because Barkley is a slime ball.
1: He's a total slime ball.
0: Skipper is one of those instant yep. fall for you guys. Mm-hmm. What other guys do we know? Big? Big? We still don't... Big, big.
1: big? I feel like Big is this this big mystery, and they never really reveal much of his personality, because then everyone would hate him. Yeah. And they didn't want anyone to hate him.
0: And they also still haven't, like, revealed his name so far.
1: Well, in the series, until yeah. the last... Um, yeah, in the last episode, I think...
0: And if not the last episode, definitely in the movie. At least in the email (laughs) that he keeps sending to Carrie, which we'll get to when we get to there. Yeah. Because that's a whole other shitbox. Yeah, we will get there when we get there. But yeah, so far it seems like the guys that they have introduced to us are very much that they're instantly going to fall for you or they are just slime balls. Mm. And with Skipper, he keeps calling Miranda, leaving voicemails. Miranda's not answering. Miranda is not trying to get into it. He corners her at, like, a corner store. He's fine, like, we're going to go out. Like, you've been ignoring me. What's up? We have to hang out. And then she's like, okay, now that you've cornered me and you've established your dominance, perfect, I'll go out with you.
1: Yeah, which is a whole mess
0: of therapy that she needs to have,
1: in my opinion.
0: Um, so then Carrie and Samantha go to a fashion show where one of her friends, Stanford, is introducing her to his model friend, Bone. Mr. Bone? Um,
1: yeah, I think that was his nickname. The Bone. The, the Bone. bone. Yeah. The Bone
0: is his name. And then um, The Bone is like this gorgeous hunk of a model who talks English really slowly. So I'm trying to figure out if that's his like native tongue or if he's like learning... Or what's going on with I, him.
1: See, I think it's just that he's talking slow because he's a model and he's dumb. And they're trying to hammer that point home.
0: Ooh. And with him, he has a point that he doesn't like to date other models because other models are dumb or vapid. But he's also like...
1: He's also dumb and vapid yeah. <laughs> a little bit. It's like, um, buddy, let me hold up a mirror to that.
0: <laughs> and he would just look at himself <laughs> and miss the point.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and I love how they they start out the um the scene with samantha never misses a fashion show which i think is hysterical because she spends most of her time naked (laughs) and i really feel that like out of all of them she dresses the most skanky and not high end i love her i mean i love her she goes to
0: fashion shows to look for clothes that she can make skanky and what she can picture herself getting out of very quickly
1: I suppose so. That's like a real long haul. Like,
0: I mean, what else is she going to do?
1: I mean, I guess. She doesn't have a job, really. She just, just promotes things that she doesn't care about.
0: Oh, my God. Just like us.
1: Oh, my God. Speaking of which, we have an RSS feed now. <laughs> you don't have to have Apple to listen to us. Yay.
0: If you go on omni.fm, that's O-M-N-Y dot F-M slash shows. Slash, I couldn't help, but podcast. You can listen to our podcast for free. You don't have to sign up to anything. You don't have to have an Apple account or an iTunes account. You can listen directly from the website, and it has all of our episodes listed in chronological order. It's kind of cool, kind of legit.
1: Perfect. All right. So, anyway, now that we've plugged ourselves back to the episode. So, um, let me see what my notes here say. We're so prepared. So prepared. <laughs> oh, so... They, they have been eating like crazy this whole episode. Like, they had Chinese takeout, and they, like, I guess a pizza or something like that. And I'm like, this is complete false advertising. People in their 30s can't eat like this.
0: You got heartburn.
1: Yeah, like, you, they would be complaining and cranky later and, like, have to take a nap. Like, stop it. No, <laughs> like, this is, that's, you're not going to a club later. You're going to bed. <laughs> stop it.
0: Like, literally, there's just, it's complete false advertising. And this is at one of the after parties for the fashion show. And that's where Carrie runs into Mr. Big again. And to no one's surprise, Big is there with a model.
1: Surprise! Yeah. And so he says that he has actually read a few of her columns now, which, awesome, that he took an interest, like, that's sweet. At the same time, he calls them cute. And I immediately said, cute, which is the way that our friend Stacey Johnson says cute. She's adorable. She's also in the Utility Players, and you can see her every Saturday. 7.30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tickets at utilityplayers.com.
0: Utility Players Comedy.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Isn't it? I don't know.
0: <gasps> We're the world Google it. Google it. Google the Utility Players. You can also visit their Facebook page. They're comedians. They're funny. They're the they standard comedians. But also, like, what kind of fucking garbage person It's just like, yeah, I read your column. It was cute she got she has a degree in writing she's running her own column like does, it's putting her through life don't condescend her does she have a degree she does does she yeah are you sure i'm almost fairly positive okay
1: this is gonna get like googleable later because i don't think she has a degree because here's the thing she never has a pen with her she's a bad writer because she always helps, but you know, she can't help but
0: wonder. <laughs> like, ugh. Um, have... She's a good writer for this show. For okay, that fair. Thing. That's fair. not her fault. That's Darren Starr's fault.
1: Yes. Darren Starr, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> 50 years too late. <laughs>
0: <Does> <laughs> have a degree. This is an um, important question Does she have yes. a family?
1: Um, in the Carrie
0: Diary, she was very interested in going to college.
1: That's true, but in the Carrie Diary, she moved to New York City and then became garbage. <laughs> so there's.
0: That um, page okay, okay, so I'm,
1: I'm gonna move on while you google this shit out. So, yeah, so big dates models, big surprise. Um, and then big doesn't go home with Carrie, he's with a model. Derek actually asked to go home with Carrie, and she has this whole like, someone so beautiful could be so lonely, and like, I just It bothers me when there are people like extroverts who think that there's something wrong with introverts. Like, he really just didn't want to hang at the party, Carrie. Like, just because he's not like you. Shit. Doesn't mean that, you know, he's, like, lonely. I mean, he says he's lonely later, so I guess he kind of is. But, like, still, it's just like she's judging him for his personality.
0: And that's weird. Yeah, it was really, really weird. And later on, when he has that line, or she talks about him, where she's kind of like, I can't believe that someone so beautiful could feel so lonely. It was meant to be poetic, but also, like, he casts a bunch of people off because he, like, judges people really hard. Yeah. And he judges people in the way that, like, he doesn't want to be judged. Because, like, all models are dumb and vapid, and they don't carry good conversation. But he's expecting people to look at him in a different light when he's saying that about His colleagues, his fellow work people.
1: Yeah. So he's mm, not, he's always kind of an introvert, but also a dick.
0: You can be introverted and a dick. You don't have to be loud to be dickish. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to be loud to be a dick.
1: Right. And so speaking of going home with people, um, Barkley takes Samantha home because she wants to be recorded. And initially he's not recording it. And he says, it's just because I, I only record models. And she's like, I don't mind. He's like, okay, I'll make an exception. Which, if I was a... If I was Samantha, I would be like, you know what? Fuck you. And I would walk out. I would not have sex with somebody that's just like, oh, I guess I'll make an exception for you. Really? You're a
0: jerk. How good is the sex, though?
1: Probably not that great because he's concentrating on the filming and not the sex.
0: But he's concentrating on the art, so he has to make sure that all aspects look good.
1: Also, he's kind of a dick. So... And people who people, are kind of
0: dicks, like they kind of sometimes have really good sex. So sometimes that's all going for, them for themselves.
1: I feel like they don't sometimes. I feel like people that are nerdy try harder, like they research it more and so that they're like better at sex.
0: <laughs> that's how <what> I feel. <laughs> so I nerds try harder, hashtag <laughs> hashtag nerds try harder. Sleep right. with nerds. Sleep with nerds. So, so you just still single. <laughs> hashtag so 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 waiting
1: (laughs) why haven't gotten emails check the email
0: (laughs) what i was so excited for was the fact that in this episode samantha proved that she was really confident about herself and her looks and like she wasn't offended that she wasn't being recorded because she wasn't a model but she was like but i still got it like i'm not a model fair but i still got it record me I'm awesome. I'm going to be part of your artwork because I'm fucking gorgeous and I can deliver. And true. if he's like concentrating on the recording, she's going to be focused on looking good for the sex and she's going to like fuck his brains out. Probably
1: fair. Yeah, that's true. So, um, so they have sex he records her. Um, and then Stanford calls Carrie the next day. Derek slept over um, and he of course was also upset until he was like, we just slept, nothing happened. And he was like, I knew that he was gay. And I'm like, really, what's wrong with you? So then, um, I guess she eventually kicks him out and she goes to her favorite coffee shop <gasps> to write, which during the after party she had told big about. And she like literally said, cause he asked where he did her writing And she literally was like, oh, this coffee shop on 76 and Broadway, or whatever it was. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, like, that's pretty specific. Like, you're giving him cross streets. That's ridiculous. So she's at the coffee shop doing her writing, and he just shows up, and she acts like it's this big surprise. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe that you found where I was writing when I told you almost the exact address.
0: (laughs) Big surprise. Oh, my God. Right. Like,
1: she basically map-quested it for him.
0: (laughs) <laughs> It'll throw back MapQuest.
1: That's what they would have had back then. She <laughs> printed it out and gave it? it out. I just happened to have Step this up. in my clutch. <laughs> right in my clutch, I just happened to have the MapQuest directions that you can give your driver. To the coffee shop wherever. Oh my God!
0: What are you doing here? <laughs> uh, what a crazy random happenstance! <laughs> so and what's crazy. funny, and the, I think the reason we're laughing so much about it is because this is not the only time where this happens. In later episodes, we will see that people are just like, "What a surprise that you're at this place that I told you I would be at at this specific time, right? <laughs> Alone." <laughs> It's just, it's fun. It
1: is. It's fun. The, the writing isn't the strongest
0: sometimes. I'm sorry, Taryn. Ever. <laughs> it's just it's just not. But that's that's a fun part about this. I'm enjoying watching these shows. It's kind of like a callback where I can like still talk shit, but get the ideas and themes out of it, and that's what I find most interesting.
1: Yes.
0: I think I'm in here expecting like fucking Westworld writing. <laughs> but I came in here because I was like, it's talking about some real shit. Even if I'm never gonna have the model problem <laughs> it's still it's it's fun to talk about it's fun to bring up and i'm still a big fan of the show
1: yeah i'm still I am a big fan of the show as much as i knock it but it and it does bring up really really interesting points <laughs> and you, but
0: you know what i'm not a fan of hmm. the fact that all these fucking episodes <laughs> just end
1: <laughs> right there's no conclusion it's like this was the slice of life Bye. Bye. Like there there literally is no actual like conclusion to this whole models and mortals like, question that gets posed. At it was the beginning.
0: just well it's just what's there's no point. Yeah. It was like it poses the question and as people talk about it. And like obviously you're supposed to like bring that out to your own world, have that discussion, but in the sense of just like how television works, how a story works, you have to have a conclusion.
1: Yeah, we're Americans. We need our beginning, middle and tidy
0: ending. Yes. And I fucking want it. <laughs> Please just one goddamn episode. And they do it. This is why I don't get Because they do it in the movies. Where they're just like, this is how we wrapped everything nicely. This is everyone's story. This is where it ends at this exact point. Yeah. Cool. I, like, it's, it's simple writing. But then you go back to the episodes and I was like, so not only did I sit through the movie where you, <laughs> like, gave everything to me in a nicely, like, hand-tied basket. But now I have to go back and watch the show where you don't give me any of that. I already got used to it.
1: Right. Stop. Give it Stop. back. <laughs> give it back. Oh my god, yeah. So that so there is. There is no conclusion to this. And so with that we can roll right into the next episode, actually, which is uh, season one, episode three, Bay of Married Pigs.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: So, Bay of Married Pigs. Um Basically poses the question, is there a cold war between marrieds and singles? Marrieds. Marrieds. <laughs> They're the worst.
0: <laughs> Before we get in, let's let's try to answer that question. Do you think there is a cold war between the marrieds and the singles?
1: I think there is a definite line to be drawn, and I think that it's awful no matter which way you swing it, having been on both ends. Because being single... There are girls that feel threatened by you even being around their boyfriends, like you're some sort of hot shit that's just going to steal them away, which, like, I'm like, have you seen me? I'm like, not.
0: <laughs> like. Also, have you seen your husband, homie? Nobody wants that. Don't be mean. <laughs> There's a Cold War going on. I will fight this battle for you.
1: <laughs> Stop it. But, no, it's like, it's not, you know, it's... I'm, I'm not after married guys. I'm not after guys who are in a relationship, but the fact that I'm being treated as such is really screwed up. And then on the other side of it, once you're married, you're a persona non grata. Like you can only hang out with other married couples because all of your single friends think that you want to spend all of your time with your significant other. And for me, obviously that wasn't the case. And so it was really isolating and really hard to deal with. But then you can't really hang out with your married friends either when you're single. Because they see you as a threat. And it's super, like, it is, it's awkward, it's screwed up. So I think that there is, but I think that there is nothing to be done about it. Okay.
0: Except for people just recognizing that nobody cares.
1: That yeah, I mean, if if everybody could just chill the fuck out, it would be fine. But I just
0: don't (laughs) see that happening. If everybody could just chill the (laughs) fuck out, dude, what a wonderful world (laughs) it would be.
1: It would be beautiful. So, what Um, do you think?
0: I don't know if there's a war. It's not like the Cuban Missile Crisis. (laughs) Um but I, I, I can definitely feel some tension only because we're always meant to believe that like love is the ultimate thing. Once you get married and start having kids and get a house together, like that's when you're the most successful. So if we keep building on that ideal, anything that can threaten that, even if it's not a real threat, it's still something that damages you in the sense that like, I watch a lot of horror movies, and what a lot of horror directors say, nothing is as scary as what you can imagine. So despite there not being a real threat, what you're imagining, what you're picturing is happening, what you're picturing could happen if things don't go how the ideal is supposed to be, that's when you start like trying to fight back.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: you just be like, oh, this person doesn't have it together. And you don't want to... Like, married people don't want to be around single people because you don't want a single person to steal your partner, your spouse... And that's why married people are trying to, like, hook up their single friends with their other single friends. Because they're like, okay, once they are doing the married with kids and their house thing, there's no more threat between us and them. And now I've helped them achieve the ideal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And single people are like, yeah, I guess it would be nice to have someone there. But also, I think for the most part, no one's trying to steal your husband or your wife.
1: Right. Yeah. No one's, no one is trying to steal a significant other unless they're garbage people. And then you really shouldn't be their friend anyway.
0: And this actually is really hilarious because this is what started me and Paige discussing or starting the discussion about starting our podcast is Paige has a very interesting ABC question (laughs) about cheating. And like, I want Paige to pose the question I don't want to answer right now. See, yeah, I want
1: to cliffhanger it because I know that there is an episode coming up about cheating. Oh, man. Okay, never so mind. Totally, cool. So totally. So, just dangling that in front of you that there's going to be a question and <laughs> that you should absolutely answer soon. Which um, is not right now. My bad. Yeah, I, I got a yeah, uh, the gun. No, and no the big young deal. young folks would say it. <laughs> the young folks, the would, old say folks
0: would say it. But, the young yeah. folks would be like, What gun? Why are we jumping it? That's stupid. <laughs> I have better things to do. I'm going to go start yeah. a blog. <laughs>
1: Shut up. <laughs> Anyway, so we begin the episode with Carrie being invited by her married friends to the Hamptons, which is a New York institution, and she says that you kind of have to like sing for your supper as a Hamptons guest, so whatever your specialty is, you have to talk about it. If you're a doctor, you have to diagnose some sort of ugly wart on somebody, (laughs) and she's a sex writer, so of course she's going to regale them with, with just... Bad sex stories that she has with random people.
0: Dude, I'm not even a sex writer, but like, I would do that. Right? <laughs> and I someone's mean, like, "Hey, come to the Hamptons. Tell me your sex stories, bitch. What you want? You want right. photos? You want? <laughs> do you want to bring point cases? Do you want to like slideshow presentation?
1: Joe and I will be doing this at that dinner party that we talked
0: about <laughs> earlier.
1: So just email us, <laughs> and we'll be We're there.
0: available for parties.
1: <laughs> We're available for parties <laughs> at a small fee of a bottle of wine.
0: <laughs> Perfect. You know what? You don't have to pay me. You just feed me.
1: Right. Yeah. As long as you feed me, I'm totally
0: fine with. That. Um. I don't like green beans, so no green bean casseroles. If it comes in a casserole, please just don't bother.
1: Yeah. Unless cas- it's like a
0: lasagna casserole.
1: Casseroles aren't my thing, but if they have green beans, I'll just have his. Okay. We'll just figure this. Perfect. Out. That's yeah. a wonderful thing. Yeah.
0: I fucks with potatoes. I fuck with steak. Mm-hmm. If you douse it in ranch or cheese, dude, I'm there. <laughs> um. It, what what was so funny to me which is like how privileged of a lifestyle these people live cuz Carrie was like if you need to get away from new york you just go to the hamptons that's what new yorkers do i'm like what the fuck if right. i want to get away like i could i have to make a day trip to like sacramento
1: right and like,
0: sacramento has a lot of serial killers active right now <laughs> do we do? it's not the fucking hamptons
1: and what i'm thinking about is i'm like what's the equivalent here like Wally's hot springs <laughs> Like, is that is that what we do? Do we do we have a good soak? Is that like is that, is, is that the equivalent of like? Do we what drive we do? for
0: forty five minutes and then
1: right and then, we're there? Like, sit in a in a
0: warm Sit in a giant fucking cesspool. Right, and I virus mean, virus and infection.
1: Like literally, recently, I'm like, I have to get away from it all, and I drive to Carson City for Dutch Brothers. It's <laughs> literally what I do.
0: <laughs> Can we please rewrite Sex in the City? To take place in Reno, yes. where it's like people who are just living a life of grandeur, but everyone else is like, you live in Reno. And they're like, let's go to a fashion show.
1: Okay, let's drive down to the fashion show bowl in Vegas and see a fashion show then.
0: Do you want to go to the Instagrammy?
1: <laughs> I mean, like... We could totally, we could do it. Perfect. We We have equivalents. The only thing that we don't have are things that we call clubs, but they're actually Loud Bars. We just have Loud Bars. Perfect. That'll
0: be the name of the bar that they go to, Loud Bar. (laughs) Loud Bar. I love it. Perfect. Actually, you know what's really fun that I'm thinking about right now Mm -hmm. is I have two friends who run the Do You Like Scary podcast, and it's the Scream TV series podcast. Fun. And what they're doing is between the end of season two and the start of season three is they wrote their own like pilot episode or their own Premiere episode for season three. Nice. So, me and you are going to write <laughs> <We're gonna> our <laughs> Sex in the Biggest Little City script. Yes, Sex
1: in the Biggest Little And then we're just going to read it
0: as a special episode. Perfect. So, if you're interested in coming in as characters, holler at your boy, holler oh. at your girl. I couldn't help but podcast at gmail.com or at Luis on Instagram and Twitter.
1: I love it. Perfect. Yeah. That's so exciting. I'm excited now. <laughs> All right, back to the episode though. <laughs> so, the. Um, the male of the couple the next morning is just walking around without pants on, mm. as as my my favorite comedian Eliza Schlesinger, in her special freezing hot set says, <laughs> "just Donald ducking it all the way."
0: Like <laughs> I hate that term. i never heard it as Porky pigging,
1: which is probably more accurate. But I love just the Donald ducking it all the way. <laughs> it's a D.
0: It's a D. It's sound. It's the D
1: sound. Yeah, because you know. The D. Because D, yeah. The D's hanging out. And, like, I'm with... So she she talks about this with the girls later. And I'm with... I think it was Samantha that said, like, did he just want to show it off? Like, what was the point of that? Like, I don't understand what the point of that is.
0: I think he's just being comfortable.
1: But I don't... Why would you... I don't understand being comfortable with a shirt on but no pants.
0: Okay, so for, like, I like, can't explain everybody especially now that it's winter time Mm -hmm. like i'm out here in shorts and we just had our first snowfall yeah my legs don't get cold like my upper body gets cold so like i could legit walk around in underwear and a sweater and i'd be perfectly warm and like he just it it was early morning he had just woken up so he slept in a shirt at some point his pants and underwear came off and he was just waking up gonna go pee
1: yeah but if you have a guest you're going to... You should put on... They're tickets.
0: my fucking guests. They'll put up with my dick.
1: <laughs> See, I would not do that.
0: I mean, you I would, I would... I wouldn't either.
1: Like, I... Yeah, there's no way that I'm just Donald Ducking it <laughs> for anybody. You know what I mean? Like, I'm... I'm one of those people where I am okay with just a shirt. Yeah. But the shirt has to be long enough to, like, be a dress, essentially. Right. So that it's not... So that I'm
0: not Donald Ducking it.
1: If I'm Donald Ducking it, then this then that looks weird.
0: Donald Ducking it for boys... Porky picking for girls.
1: Yes, perfect. The
0: dick and the, the pussy. Key.
1: Got it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Sorry. Yeah, I totally don't understand. And like, so the um, the the wife of the couple gets mad, kicks her out. Oh. Okay,
0: so Carrie approaches the wife who was out of the house during that entire Donald Ducking situation. And she was like, Oh, your husband just like walked out. I saw his dick. And the wife gets mad at Carrie. Yeah. And then Carrie's like, I don't understand what's happening. And then the wife is, you wouldn't understand you're single.
1: Yeah. Which I completely took an affront to. I was like, excuse me, what? Just because somebody's single doesn't mean that they don't understand something. And you're literally being unreasonable.
0: Yeah. And also I'm just like, I'm not single. I don't understand.
1: Right? Like, I wasn't single for a really long time, and I don't understand it. I would have been like, Chad, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I literally would have been like, what is your goddamn problem?
0: Yeah, you're making our guests uncomfortable. Yeah. We invited them out here. Not everyone is comfortable with your freaking shit. Yeah. And it's a penis. No matter what anyone says, penises are not cute.
1: No, they're not. It's sad. Take that shit away. <laughs> but th- also, he
0: would never do that, so... I would.
1: <laughs> you just you're just like walk out. Well it's a good thing we're not married then.
0: <laughs> okay, well I'll just throw this engagement ring away.
1: No. That's, that's
0: fine. It's fine. It's fine, it's fine.
1: I love you, it's fine. We'll be it's, we just won't invite anybody over.
0: How am I supposed to use this wall of mirror if I can't invite <laughs> anybody over a page? So sorry. And so that entire situation happens, and the girls are talking, and that's where the Cold War question comes up. Is there a Cold War between married people and single people?
1: Right, yeah, and it's like, sing- if you're single, you're a threat, and if you're married, you're basically a lost cause. Like, you're hanging out with your significant other, and you don't have time for your friends anymore. Do you, th- was that- do you think that was true for you? Yeah, absolutely. As soon as I got married, a lot, and I have most, well, I had mostly male friends at the time like I'm one of those people that's just more comfortable with with men um and that's definitely changed I mean it's been a long time um but I lost almost all of my male friends none of them wanted to have anything to do with me now that I was married which was on one level really fucking awful because like did they all just want to bang me and our friendship meant nothing because that's really shitty um, but yeah, I just, even, even my female friends were like, well, I don't want to hang out with you anymore because you're, you know, you're married and you want to hang out with your significant other, which is, you know, not true a hundred percent of the time you need other people. You can't just hang out with one person. That's like annoying. <laughs> I and mean, it is, like you get different people for different things. You know, I, I agree. Can, I can have a podcast with you about sex in the city, but I cannot have a podcast with sex in the city with like Chad. You yeah. know, like he's he's not gonna put up with that, he's not gonna watch it, it's not gonna happen. You know, but he's good for other things and it's just you know, you have to have different people to get those different perspectives on life.
0: Definitely. And that doesn't mean you're always gonna bring your partner around. Or in some cases like you're just like, No, I would I just wanna break.
1: Yeah, you just need to have, like, either time to yourself or just time with other people. And, you know, that's totally fair. And sometimes you need so much space that you have to go to Hawaii (laughs) because that's the only place where gays can get married in this episode. And it's so just completely, like, I've forgotten like, and I'm glad that I forgot. Like, it makes me happy that we, we live in a world now where gays can get married wherever they want to. And that that's a beautiful thing. And, that and it's- a country
0: where gays can get married wherever they want to. Fair. Still not a world. Fair. Okay, Can't go to Russia. No. Or Kentucky. Okay.
1: Fair. <laughs> Kentucky. You're so mean. But no, you, like, literally, Hawaii was the only place that you could go for a really long time. And... I'd nearly forgotten about that. And I think that's awesome that we have evolved past that.
0: And in the episode, um, Carrie's hanging out with Stanford. They're talking and they run into a married gay couple, which is where the, they went down to Hawaii and got hitched. And it was so exciting because they were just talking about how nice it was. And then they immediately wanted to set her up with one of their friends. I was like, God, fucking stop. Married (laughs) people, stop stop trying to hook up your friends unless they come to you and they're like, hey, if you have any single friends, holler. But I quit trying to be like, you know what? I have the exact person for you. Like, bitch, no one, they're single for a reason. They don't want to be. <laughs> um, but the gays, is that a, the gay couple. They're,
1: are you going to like literally ask me if that was politically correct? Because you, of all people, should know better than me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> These homosexuals pull out a fucking business card. They're like, contact us and we'll get you in touch with a thing. I don't even know what the business card was for, but it had both of their information on it. Like, oh, we're a married couple. Here's our business card.
1: (laughs) Like, who has a business card for your significant other? That's so weird. They were
0: so professional.
1: And so, right, if they existed today, they would be those people that share a Facebook account.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. Listen, I'm not here to try to tell people how to live their lives. Nor am I here to judge, apart from all the judging that I've been doing so far. <laughs> but why do you need to share a Facebook account? And i ha- i have a, I have friends who are, have a shared Facebook account with their partner. Mm. And I'm like, why don't you both just get your own? They're like, oh, it doesn't matter enough for us to get our own, right? But you're still on it, like, yeah, it's weird. And then they both post on the same thing. They never say who's who. So we never know who's talking. And it just makes the entire context of what they're saying sound super weird. Because I'm like, what is happening? What is this? Yeah. What? Get your own fucking Facebook account. It's not that hard.
1: Yeah. You can use the
0: same picture. You? Right? you don't have to add anything to it. Just get your own fucking Facebook account. You don't need a shared one for no
1: reason. Yeah. I have a theory that it's just women who are just like want their significant others To be a part of Facebook and they could care less. And so it's mostly the women posting.
0: Uh, It's just a theory. It's just a theory. If anyone knows. (laughs) The couple that I know, um, it was originally the wife's Facebook account. And her husband has one. Like, individually. Mm -hmm. But then he just, like... Can't, he, he still has his, like, on, but he never goes on it. Mm-hmm. And then he just jumped onto hers, and they both posted their names as the name on the Facebook account, and he posts on that one all the time. That's so weird. Because it was originally hers, and, I, like, I knew them before they were married. hmm And so it was hers, because I wasn't friends with him, and they jumped on hers and changed their information that's and I was like, what are you doing? What are you, at this point, you even had your own already. Why did you need a
1: right, like couple? Wh- like, why did you need to get together so much? <laughs> that you have a shared Facebook account. Like, that's too much togetherness.
0: That is too much to get- Listen, I come from a place where I aspire to never marry. But if I have to get married, we may not even live in the same house.
1: <laughs> you're going to like
0: Tim Burton. Sh- <laughs> <and> <laughs> yeah, Carter. I don't want sh- to share a bedroom with you. I don't want to share a fucking bed with you. I need my fucking <laughs> space. And if you're trying to get all up on my Facebook? No, I have worked too damn hard to make my Facebook fucking awesome. <laughs> don't come in here and ruin my shit.
1: Yeah, I'm... I don't know that I will ever get married again, mostly just for, for dramatic reasons. Um, but I really just, yeah, like I don't, I don't think that I would, but even if I did like, and I can't tell the future, but for right now, I love, I would love to basically have like a 50, 50 romance where 50% of the time, Like, 50% of the week, like, three days a week or something, like, maybe two. Like, you see them, they spend the night, it's, like, nice, whatever, and then the rest of the time you leave me the hell alone.
0: And that's interesting, because that's actually one of the topics and ideas that are brought up in Sex and the City 2, the movie. Fair. Oh, man, I can't (laughs) wait to get there. Yeah, that's that's
1: gonna be fun.
0: Um, But these homosexuals approach Carrie, and they're also just like, hey, we're married now, and we're actually hoping to have a baby do you want to be our, like, egg donor? Do you want to... Yeah, it's an egg. Yeah, She's like, egg do you donor. Want... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was thinking eggs, and I was like, girls don't have eggs, guys have eggs.
1: <laughs> no, no. No. I don't
0: know anything.
1: We haven't even drank this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a little bit drunk from yesterday. Fair. It <laughs> was a lot of tequila shots.
1: Yeah, I feel like asking to, to donate your eggs by a gay couple is the ultimate gay to straight compliment. <laughs> honestly i'd be like oh you like my genetics talk thank you that's so sweet oh my god like that would make me feel like total cloud nine the whole time i might not do it but like i would feel really good about it <laughs>
0: that'd be i fully support it i don't know if i'd be able to do it because i'd be like i want i want to i want to be a part of it i know what's happening but i also don't want children so i'm stuck
1: yeah it would be rough i then that's probably the reason why i wouldn't be able to do it in the end i'd be like oh, no i don't think so um, but then I, you're breaking these gays' as dreams. I know. It would be hard. I'll never get asked, so it won't really matter. <laughs> my genetic stock is not that great. Oh, my genetics <laughs> are
0: awful. Diabetes, cancer, heart problems uh, everywhere. The fact that I'm still alive is a miracle.
1: Fair. Mine's actually not so bad. My cholesterol is fucking amazing. So, <laughs> just in case that's what you're worried about. My credit score's good, though. Oh, my credit score <laughs> is so good. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, basically, in the end, they just kind of decide, like, single is awesome and lonely. When Carrie goes to another another couple, like, for dinner, mm-hmm. and they set her up randomly with this guy.
0: Uh, randomly? Yeah. Because he just shows up, and there's like, oh, my God, what a surprise that you're here at this place that we told you to be at. <laughs> yep. And then Carrie immediately sees through it. She's like, oh no wonder there's a fourth chair mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cool Here it is. oh and i wanted to bring up while she's at lunch with these with this married couple everything is we yeah everything they do is we and i don't know if it's in this episode or if it was a conversation that i was having where they're referencing that i becomes we mm-hmm. or I-, I, so. I becomes us where they're like oh we didn't like the movie oh we love that restaurant Yeah, Like, you're not allowed to be an individual anymore once you're in a married place. And
1: a lot of people feel like that. And a lot of people pick up on that, too. Like, I never did it. Like, I never used the we because I thought it was shitty. I would be like, Chad and I are doing this. Or I'm doing this. Like, there's there's a difference. You know, I'm an individual person. But when um, I posted about moving and I said, you know, I'm moving. Can anybody help? A lot of people picked up on that. And knew that we were separating. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting, considering that, like I said, beforehand, I didn't do that crap at all. I just used I or, you know, Chad and I or whatever. And But a lot of people are very sensitive to that and picked up on it. And it was interesting.
0: Do you think that that could be part of the fear for married people? Where essentially, like, they've lost their individuality, so now they're a we... And so if someone tries to threaten that, they're like, well, no, this is what, like, I got used to. This is who I am now. Mm -hmm. They are a part of my identity. Don't rock that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there is, there's a a lot of that. And there's stuff that, like, I'm sure will come out in therapy later and I can talk about it on the (laughs) podcast. (laughs) But there were a lot of people. And I actually thought that it was quite interesting because even though a lot of people picked up on the I instead of the we in that status update, um, no one came directly to me about it. They came to other people who were close to me and asked, which one putting them in a really crappy position. Definitely. Because like, what do you say? Like if it was the other way around and it was my best friend who was breaking up with somebody and people were coming to me, I would kind of lose a lot of friends because I'd be like, you know what? That's none of your fucking business.
0: Yeah, that wasn't what was posed. And if you care about it that much, like, ask them directly, or also just mind your own fucking business.
1: Right. Like, it literally is none of your business. Stop being a gossip monger. Like, and if you're going to really care that much, then just like fucking man up and ask me directly. Don't be asking my friends and getting them involved too. That's met. Like, that's you're just, just creating rude. this
0: like net of not necessarily gossip, but just this net of trying to get information from other people. Well, you can just go to the source. Yeah. Exactly. And that person's going to give you the version that's happening. They'll tell you the information you need to know. And if they don't want to tell you, then they'll be like, actually, like, right now is not a good time. That's not what I was asking. Right. Maybe later on you'll find out. Yeah. It's it's super messed up. So find mind your own fucking business.
1: Right. But some people are just crazy. Like, this guy that they set up Carrie with. Like, he seems like a really nice guy at first. Um. And he hosts a party that turns out to be a couple party. And- Which mm-hmm. Carrie
0: brings along Charlotte, Samantha, and Miranda. Mm-hmm.
1: Which, I mean, to be fair, he's like, bring your
0: friends. Yeah, definitely. And he- then they all like are immediately mad at her because <laughs> she's at, they're at this party with all married people. And all of them are like, well, what the fuck? This is garbage. And Samantha's immediately mad because, like, she can't hook up with anybody.
1: Right. But she did, as it turns out. There's, like, two people that she <laughs> that she hooked up with already. Um, and then he, like, brings her into his office, which will be turned into a nursery once the baby comes, which I'm like, oh, my God. That's too soon to be talking about that. And then he pulls out a freaking mob- <laughs> mobile that he bought in aspen
0: they don't sell those in for aspen. his
1: unborn child what is wrong with you there's i i fully i'm gonna ask you this but i know the answer there are no guys that exist like this no there
0: just aren't if there are we would love to have you on the podcast as so we much as i would like to you. have a fucking unicorn on the podcast <laughs> right i don't believe it
1: yeah i don't think that those people exist. like there i wouldn't do that I mean, there's been a fleeting moment where I've been like, oh, that's really cute. That's like a, um, you know, like a pack-and-play that looks like an Ewok, um, <laughs> like a, a little Ewok igloo, and I want it. <laughs> and, um, and, and I think about it, but I don't actually do it. Like, it's just,
0: it's ridiculous. And I have friends that, like, I have male friends who are excited about being fathers, Who are excited to take that step, but they are not that planned. They are not buying stuff for the babies now. Before, one, they even have a partner. Two, before they even confirm a pregnancy. And this guy just went out of his way to go buy everything for his unborn child. And I thought that was, like, hilarious. It's... Weird.
1: It's it's weird, and it would immediately freak me out. And
0: then it turns out that this guy, all he wants is to get married. Like, that's his life. They, The married couple who Carrie was having lunch with knew that, and they just set him up with Carrie so that they could get married and start their family. He didn't even care who the girl was. He was like, I just need to get married and have baby already and start the next chapter of my life.
1: Which, like, then they talk about this later, about um, a guy's light being on. When he's ready for sex, or not ready for sex, he's always he's always ready he's always for, ready for sex. sex. When he's ready for like marriage and settling down and everything, his, his lights on, and it's whoever the next woman who comes along that's the one. Whereas women are a little bit more disconcerting about their choices, um, but they if, unless they run into a guy with his light on, they're never going to find him. And that's it's such a weird concept, and I'm, we'll totally talk about that when that episode comes up. But this guy's light is pretty on.
0: (laughs) It's a flashing neon sign. Yeah,
1: it's a flashing neon sign. It's so scary that I would be exactly like Samantha and I would get drunk as fuck. (laughs) Like, she gets so wasted. And I totally wrote a
0: note that said, drunk Samantha is me. Cause she's so funny, and she's just calling everyone out on their bullshit. Mm. Like, um, she's just talk. She's trying to make conversations with all these people. The only people who are talking to her are men, because obviously she's gorgeous. But also, like, the women are intimidated, and so she's just talking to all these husbands. And otherwise, they're just like, "I need you in the other room right now, immediately, for a non-specific reason. I just need you not to be right here, right, right. now,
1: because they're threatened.
0: Because they're threatened. Mm-hmm. And Samantha's like, "It's a. I'm trying to." It's a fucking party. I'm trying to be friends with people. But -hmm. it's a married party. Yeah. And they're threatened.
1: And it's crap. So Miranda isn't there because she has started some sort of random lesbian relationship. Like, she's just trying it on.
0: (laughs) She's trying it on because it's going to help her.
1: And her career. And her career. Yeah, exactly. Which is totally crazy. And so she... She meets this girl, kind of gets, like, hooked up with this girl, and then she's like, I'm not a lesbian, which, spoiler alert, in real life she is. Hilarious. But <laughs> um, she, it's like, it's an honest mistake, and, you know, they, like, play the company, you know, baseball game anyway. And, you know, get to be friends, and then they get invited to a dinner party. Another... Interesting dinner party, guys. I don't
0: know how interesting it is.
1: Well, I mean, it's... It's just a it's, dinner it's, party. It might be been little dinner party. It's lawyers. So, so it's, it's not, not... It's not that interesting. But it's interesting in the sense that she totally try and tries to play it off like she's a lesbian. And they are like totally okay with it until she leaves and they invite her somewhere else and she comes clean and says, okay... No, but honestly, like, I'm not really a lesbian, but I really just wanted to bend your ear about this, blah, blah, blah. And he says, and this is, I'm not even a lesbian, and this is offensive to me. <laughs> he says, Oh, that's, my wife was going to be really disappointed. We were really looking to add another, to add a lesbian couple to our group. Like, like gay people are trading cards. Like, oh. that's so gross. And that's when. We were talking about this earlier that brings us to, like, the whole, like, gay best friend thing. Like, there's girls that are just like, oh, my God, I need a gay best friend. No, you just need a best friend. And if he happens to be gay, then that's fine. But that really, like, that's
0: offensive. It dehumanizes them in the sense because, and they do that various times in this where it's just an idea and not a person, Because the gentleman who is dating Carrie this episode, he doesn't care what girl walks into his life. He just needs a female to get there so he can marry her and have a baby. And then these people don't really care about Miranda. She's been working there for however long. They only notice her when she's dating a female because they want to add a gay couple to their circle.
1: And that's just, yeah, it does. It dehumanizes them the same way that online dating right now dehumanizes people. You can flip through people like they're not real. You can have, you know, sexting with people and they're not real. You know, there was some guy bothering me when I still had a dating, um, when I still had one of the dating apps that like basically was just like, led right into a sexing situation and I've never sexed before and I didn't like really quite understand what was going on I was just like whatever I'm watching Westworld so <laughs> like whenever I have a minute I'll respond to you and he like he messaged me the next day and he was like that was really amazing did you have a good time and I was like um Westworld was good <laughs> like I really like I was giving like three four word answer like I wasn't being engaging in any sense of the word I was like okay yeah we'll do that okay now what like I wasn't being good by any stretch of the imagination and I mean I am a writer so maybe I am better than everybody else I don't know (laughs) (laughs) but it was still just really weird because he was like did you have a good time I'm like um I, I forgot (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, who is this? Yeah,
1: who, who is this? It's so just weird. And it is, like, it is. It's dehumanizing because even though that guy's a real guy out there somewhere, I don't know his name. And he's he means nothing to me. I will never, like, I wouldn't recognize him if I opened up the app again and, like, reactivated everything. Like, literally, I wouldn't. Peop- these people become, like, dating has become this disposable thing. And... Like Joe said Like dehumanizing things So much so that Miranda gets in the elevator Decides that she really Wants to try being a lesbian
0: And kisses this girl Like she's an
1: object Like she's just
0: Like she's like Oh you're here To help me figure out What I Like what's going on with me
1: Right And that's Totally wrong Like you cannot do that Like you can't just Go up to somebody And be like Hey I'm not sure If I'm a lesbian or not Can I kiss you She doesn't even ask She doesn't even ask She just
0: goes for it So it's
1: like non-consensual So she's basically just like
0: that's sexual assault.
1: It's yeah, she basically sexually assaulted this poor girl who takes it in stride, to be fair. I'm like, okay, you know, good,
0: good. And then Miranda's like, I'm definitely not a lesbian. Yeah. And the lesbians actually like, Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Um, but back to that online dating thing, back that I I genuinely feel like it dehumanized it and I had a like awakening during here because when I had um when I was on Tinder before I met my boyfriend um, I would just go through Tinder with a bunch of my friends, like just for fun. Mm-hmm. And then we would just like start swiping. We'd be like, no, that person's ugly. Ew, is that person doing this? Ew, this person, no, I cannot. Like, I'm on some pedestal mm-hmm. and these people are nothing. And it's, it's really sad because now I'm just like, I'm talking, obviously, these people aren't here. What I'm saying has no effect on them right now. But just the fact that I would let myself get on that level where I'm just judging these people based off of one photo, mm-hmm. mostly based on their looks. And then just going through their profile and be like, ugh, garbage, ugh, garbage. This is disgusting. Mm-hmm. I was like, these are real people, and instead of just being like, you know what, this person's not my type. Yeah. It's just how I allowed myself to think, because I, I, if like someone approached me, I would have been like, yo, I didn't mean it in a bad way. Like I was just having fun. But the fact that my version of fun was just trash talking all of these people who were like on this app looking to make their lives a little bit better.
1: Yeah. And it is like, it's hard. Like it was really hard to get out there for me to, to even like activate an account with all those things. And it, and it was a great confidence boost when people messaged me, like it was nice. But yeah, at the same time, I, if I really think about it, there were probably like 300 other guys that were just like, Oh, she's garbage. Like, and swiped past me. Like, right. I was not a human being.
0: And I would hate to have to hear what people who, like, swiped on me had to say about me. Like, what was it about me that they didn't like? Because yeah. if this is how I'm talking about other people, and I consider myself on a pedestal because I'm judging all these people, what are other people saying about me?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that makes it hard. And that's, I mean, that's a lot of the reason why I just stopped. And, you know, why I'm just going to adopt a Samantha way of being. Because <laughs> she gets so drunk that... um that Charlotte takes her home and she's still so drunk after an hour that she goes down and fucks the doorman.
0: Oh, man. And one of the best scenes that I've ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) She... They obviously see the doorman when they are walking into the building. He's this cute Irish guy. And then... Such a pumpkin. Oh, love him. And then Samantha comes downstairs in this, like, giant-ass mink coat. And then she's just talking to him and dead-ass, like, out in the middle of a New York street, opens the coat and drops everything. She's wearing this gorgeous black lingerie. She probably got
1: it from the fashion show.
0: Probably got it at the fashion show from earlier episode. (laughs) And like, first of all, that's brave. I like there are times when I'm just like, okay, I can be cute, but to stand in the middle of one of New York where there's these model epidemic happening (laughs) and just to like bear myself out that just to hook up with some random doorman. Like, I mean, he's Irish. So like, I get it. He's cute. (laughs) Holler at me, Niall, but, Oh man, that was so beautiful. And she was like, unapologetic.
1: Completely. And I love that about her about how she's like, no, I'm hot and I can get it. And this is who I am. And that's just like aspirational, for lack of a better term. Like, it would be super great to not be down on myself and just be like oh my god i'm fucking amazing have you seen me
0: have you seen look at this <laughs> look at, look at look all of at me at
1: all of this and so again i mean it kind of ends without a conclusion son of a bitch always but i feel like the conclusion is you should just date your friends <laughs>
0: like you should just go out on dates like platonic days with your friends <laughs> <laughs> the conclusion is married people quit trying to set up your fucking single friends unless they ask unless they ask don't be threatened by your single friends Unless they're being assholes. (laughs) Single people, don't try to ruin people's relationships. And also, don't Donald Duck people when you have guests in your home.
1: Like ever. Just don't. Don't do it. No one wants to see that. That's not cute. No, nobody wants to see that. It's awful. So that concludes our, our two episodes. We're going to end this with all of our social media.
0: Perfect. Before I do, I just have a quick question. If anyone out there knows where I can get some male lingerie... Because, like, right now I'm not a Samantha, but, like, I want to get on Samantha's level. (laughs) I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to treat myself right. Not that you don't have to go to the gym to treat yourself right. This is me being very, very shallow about myself and how I would like to look. But also, I want to stand in the middle of a street corner wearing male lingerie. Perf. And highlight all of my assets and sleep with an Irish boy. Yes. So if you know where I can get some, send a link. To our Twitter account at We swear on Chanel. W E W-E, on o n swear w s e a r
1: Chanel. You it wrong. No, I did not They know how to spell. We swear on Chanel.
0: C h a n e l e l e l. See, you made me fuck up. Also, just a quick tidbit of information. I'm watching Scream Queens. And the main character's name is Chanel Oberlin, and all of her friends or all of her minions are called Chanel's. like Chanel Number Two, Chanel Number Three, like the perfume. Cute, hilarious. And I was like, I want to be on the show. I wonder what like Chanel I would be because obviously I'm going to be a Chanel. And in one of the recent episodes, they had like Chanel up to like number eleven, and then they also had their first male Chanel, who is Chanel Poor ohm like the perfume, because it's four men. Cute. And it was so funny. <laughs> and I was like, dude, if I wasn't attracted to my like Instagram title right now, I would change it to Chanel him. Fair. Also, okay. I don't know how to speak French, so that probably came out looking like sound like shit. But <laughs> you guys knew what I meant.
1: Exactly.
0: But yeah, Twitter and Instagram, we swear on Chanel. Our email is I couldn't help but podcast at gmail.com. You can find us, you can find our RSS feed on omny.fm slash shows slash I couldn't help a podcast. And if you want to find all this information, all of it's posted on our Facebook page, and you can just search that I couldn't help a podcast. You'll recognize the pink martini. Alrighty. So um, for this, or for the next episode, feel free to send, in, send us your questions about love and sex. We're not. Trained professionals, but you know what? We'll give it a shot. We'll use our sex in the city knowledge to help fuck up your life.
1: We got opinions, yo. <laughs> oh,
0: definitely. If you need opinions, we got you on opinions. Uh, yeah, but send us your questions, send us your comments, or if you have any answers to our questions, like the fucking club scene in New York. <laughs> just guys, loud bars. They're just loud bars. Do you guys have any actual clubs? <laughs> Um, if you want a guest star, go ahead and let us know. We already have a couple guest stars lined up for some immediately, immediate future episodes. And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. That really helps out. I'm the kind of person when I'm listening to podcasts and like, please rate and review. I'm always like, oh, they have enough people to do that. I'm not going to do that. No, be, be, be a person that rates and reviews. <laughs> don't be like me.
1: Don't be like Joe. <laughs> All right. We will see you next episode. Bye, guys.
0: Bye.